Hello and welcome to From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. My name is John McDonald. This episode's special guest is the mayor of Port Alberni. She stops by to talk about her first term leading the city, her entrepreneurial background, and how she balances ambition with family, business, and politics. Our conversation starts now. Shari Minions, Mayor for the City of Port Alberni. I'm so proud to be in this role and have been for um, the last just about four years, four years on council before that. Um, City of Port Alberni is known for a lot of things, but I think right now we are known as really being um, a community in transition. A lot of new interest in the community that we haven't had before because we are making some pretty big changes. So it's a really exciting time to be in the community. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate uh, you taking some time out of your busy schedule here, um, and I look forward to, to hearing a little bit about those uh, exciting changes that you mentioned. But uh, you talked about just um, at the beginning there about this being close, or you've been with the city for about four years. You're coming to the end of your first term. I'm wondering if there's any highlights or accomplishments uh, that you've been particularly proud of over the past couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of things, and you know, I always start by kind of saying that The thing that I think I am proudest of in my role um, as mayor is how my council has worked together. Um, So, you know, it might sound kind of like a minor thing, but we've seen in the past in Port Alberni um, what happens. And I think many people have in their communities what happens when you have kind of that dysfunctional, um, you know, atmosphere in, in your council and just how much that really impacts your ability to get things done. And so I'm incredibly proud of how our council has stayed together through some really challenging times, um, very much working toward a common vision that we set out to achieve shortly after being elected. Um, in terms of you know what that vision kind of looks like and, and what steps we've taken and progress that's been made, um, a few things I'm, I'm really proud of. Uh, we are on our way to building a, a waterfront path in the community. So it's Port Alberni's first multimodal path um, that will run from, we're calling it the Key to Key path. It runs from Victoria Key to Harbor Key, mostly along the waterfront. It is just um, a gorgeous um, route that you know, as somebody who grew up in Port Alberni, uh, we have, I went through so much of my life not being able to access any of, of those lands and kind of the, you know, most beautiful pieces of our community. So just being able to put people back on the waterfront, um, we are really excited about that. Uh, you know, another thing, of course, uh, is the, the purchase of the SOMAS sawmill, which I think we'll probably get into in a few different ways. Um, that certainly it has been um, kind of the cornerstone project for us as a council. And then some other things we've, we've been really successful with um, bringing a lot of housing into our community. And, and while we're bringing housing into the community, it is very much um, with the understanding that we need all types of housing um, for, you know, all types of people in our community. So we are building everything from supportive housing for our most at need and vulnerable residents up to, you know, high end single family homes and everything in between. Um, and that's something I'm really proud of because we've really recognized, um, you know, that, that broad need that exists. Is there anything that sticks out to you in terms of unfinished business? Is there anything that you haven't done that you would like to um, just as you kind of come through the summer? So many things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So many things. Uh, You know what? It is, it is so challenging to, uh, you know, to, to get accomplished what you want to get accomplished in four years. Um, And I I often think back to, you know, we used to have three-year terms and um, how much difficulty that would have added. So, Four years still, you know, it feels like it has gone by in a flash. Um, and we have made some really big progress. Um, but so much of what we have um, done is 
in progress. Um, you know, our key to key pathway, we received a $2.5 million grant. We funded the rest of the project through other sources. It's not built yet. Um, you know, so we're working right now on opening up the, the first segment of that path. Um, what we think is the most important, the waterfront section. Um, but that construction is underway and um, the actual path itself won't be completed until probably next year. The SOMAS lands, I mean, is a huge one, right? Because we, we purchased the property. It was formerly a, um, actually Port Alberni's first um, sawmill. So it was a really important piece of our community, but you know, a, a piece of property that um, sat vacant on our waterfront for five years, uh, right in the heart of the community. We have now purchased it, taken it over, um, but it still sits vacant because we, you know, we've just bought it about six months ago. And now there's a lot of work that goes into remediating and, and finding, finding a buyer and, and the right developer for it. So, you know, while we're so far down, you know, we've made, we've, we've taken a lot of action and we've made a lot of uh, progress in terms of, you know, acquiring that, that 43 acre piece of waterfront property is huge, but it really is just, you know, the first step. Um, and so I often think, you know, my council purchased that property and we really set out early to say, this is the most important, important piece of property in the community to, to really determine what the future of the community is going to be. And, you know, with that, we, we obviously had a very different future than what its past was in terms of it being a large industrial site. We purchased it for that reason. Now the redeveloping piece is really where we actually set into action what will come of that. So, you know, unfinished business is somebody could come in next term and uh, sell that to a mill. You know, it could it could end up being an industrial site still. Um, so we, we've taken that step, but, you know, we haven't finished it off yet um, in terms of solidifying that future. So um, there's so many things like that. You know, we're, we're underway on building um, Port Alberni's first purpose-built um, childcare facility. Um, you know, something that's been really important to a lot of people in our community as, again, we, we want to build what we refer to as a, a complete community that, you know, recognizes all of the needs that people have to thrive. And um, we were able to get $4 million in funding from the provincial government for that. So it's actually 100% funded by the province, but um, yeah, really, really thrilled. Um, there's such a shortage of childcare in the community and every community. And, and we were just so happy to be able to get that project funded, but again, it's not complete, right? So we're at that point in our term where we're like, wow, we've, you know, we've done so much. We're so proud of, of the steps we've taken, but it will be next term that we'll see those steps actually complete and come to fruition. And I think that's a hard thing for any elected official to, you know, you might be gone when all of this good work that you do actually, actually, you know, amounts to something. Uh, wondering if you can contrast a, a highest high and a lowest low uh, in your time as mayor. This is it. I just enjoy kind of hearing how people respond to this question. Yeah. Um, I mean, the highest high for me, 100% was the day that my council voted um, to serve notice of expropriation to purchase the SOMAS sawmill property. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll talk about that a lot just because it, it is really, you know, that transformational step for our community. And, and because it wasn't an easy decision, we did end up withdrawing expropriation and coming to a negotiated agreement, which is always the best case scenario when there's, you know, we of course want to move forward in the best possible way. But the day that my council, um, you know, unanimously made that decision to say this piece of property is too important to the future of our community to leave to chance. Um, that was 100% my highest high. 
Lois, low is a hard one. Um, I, I almost don't know if I can choose a lowest low. Um, there have been a lot of lows. Um, you know, while there's been so much happen in the community and uh, so many days, I feel like I'm just, you know, flying high on all of the progress we're making and, and feeling so much like, you know, we, I get to really actively control the future of the community that, you know, I've spent my life in and, and I care so much about I'm so passionate about this work. And, you know, then later that day, I might uh, go on social media. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I don't know that I really have one lowest low. I have a, a collection of lows and they all kind of um, revolve around the fact that it's it's difficult to be in uh, public facing roles nowadays. Um, social media is a, is a hard place to be. Um, people are very vocal and, um, yeah, so, you know, I could be having the greatest day. We've taken, you know, these big steps or we've got a $4 million grant or a $2 million grant or a $700,000 grant. I can't even name all of the grants we've gotten over the last four years just, you know, have allowed us to do some really significant projects that, you know, I won't even get to today. Um, but contrast that with just, you know, the challenges that exist and, you know, people criticizing you personally online or, or, um, I mean, for me, it's, it's gone, it's gone to my family as well. Like my people criticize my mom and her business and, you know, my husband and his nonprofit work and my aunt has a business. And yeah, so those, those are the lowest lows for sure. But, um, often really countered by bumping into someone in the public that just, you know, tells you you're doing a great job or they really appreciate the changes you're making. And, um, yeah, social media can be a hard place, but for the most part, we, we, we try to put it aside and, you know, be able to keep doing our jobs. Awesome. Yeah, no, I can't imagine having to deal with that, especially when it impacts your family. But I hope that legacy, some of the legacy projects that you're a part of will kind of make it all worth it. I'm wondering if there is a surprise, a particular singular surprise that stuck out to you when you transitioned from council to, to mayor. Did anything stick out to you there? Yeah, um, I, I didn't realize how much of my role would be um, very much being the spokesperson of the community. You know, I knew obviously I would be in this role, um, but I guess because I didn't realize um, how much our community would shift and would transition. And we've had some really hard events in our community, you know, in my term as well, that really like put us into the spotlight, probably a lot more than I, I really realized um, I would. So, you know, when I ran, when I originally ran for mayor, I remember having a conversation with our CAO, you know, just about, um, kind of some of my reservations about it. And I said, like, I'm not a very comfortable public public speaker. And wow, has that how that has changed over um, this four-year term. Um, and I remember kind of saying, like, I wonder if I can do this role without really having to be in the media. And with, you know, I can assign some of that to counselors who also want to represent the community and change very quickly because we, you know, immediately, um, you know, we had a, we had a, eight-month Western Forest product strike that had huge impacts on, on the people and families in our community. We had, um, you know, a really tragic bus crash on the Banfield Road where, you know, our community had to kind of jump into action and assist. And, um, and then we had, you know, situation that went on for a few months, um, which was the, the two um, teenagers from our community that were kind of across the country, tragically, um, and that put our community in, in international spotlight um, and news media that, you know, we never really expected would be interested in the community and, you know, having to learn very quickly how to respond to those things and, and represent all sides of, um, you know, what the community was, was struggling with, some of them knowing those people. And very quickly, um, 
you know, I had to learn to deal with, with that side of things. Um, the only benefit being I got, you know, a lot more comfortable with it and we developed some really good relationships as well, um, with media that I think have served us really well, um, over the course of, of our term. So we've now really been able to, um, when we have a good news story, we've got the relationships with the media outlets to really put effort into, um, highlighting it. And, um, yeah. So, you know, when we, when we did take the step, um, around the SOMAS, I, I I always remember, Times colonist wrote a story that uh, the headline was Port Alberni poised for transformational change. And I thought, wow, like that's the best headline Port Alberni has ever gotten, you know, because we do often get stuck with the negative stories. Um, but that, uh, that, you know, communication has really shifted. And I've been really fortunate to have the opportunity to talk about our community and talk about the work that we're doing on a much, you know, further reaching scale than I ever thought I would have, would be able to. Okay. Awesome. When you're passionate about something, it's all consuming. And you have businesses, a family, you know, a city to represent and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm wondering how you have, or how do you reconcile the ambition, the drive for success with kind of balancing those other areas of your life? Yeah, uh, that's such a hard question because sometimes I think I'm like not the best at it. <laughs> um, I mean, I what I have um, is, first of all, I have flexibility in everything that I do. And, you know, I think I started by saying I've, I've never been the kind of person who, you know, would probably make a very good employee. Um, I couldn't imagine ever working like a nine to five job. Um, you know, like I work a lot, but everything I do, I love. So, you know, I do a lot after, you know, eight o'clock after I put my kids to bed and, you know, I'll work on mortgage applications or, um, you know, help my brokers who work for me with, with their files. Um, I, you know, I have a really fantastic team in every business that I have and at the city as well. So uh, I would not be able to do it without them. Um, you know, if I was doing all the little things or I didn't have good managers in place, I think it would all kind of fail. So I think that largely it's my team of people that keeps it all working. And I just end up getting the credit for it a lot of the time. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, it's, it's that flexibility in my roles that makes it all doable. So, you know, I like, I like to read with my kids classes at school and you know I and people are often like how do you fit that in your day and I'm like I don't know I just like walk the time and fit it in um you know I they have a gymnastics class I'm like they're watching and um yeah you just schedule it in and make it all work and if you have the right people in the right places um then your team's kind of supporting you while you do those things but I I have four kids um so you know I have a I have a busy life um my husband is really busy in his work as well and um, but we both just make, you know, a priority of the kids and the things that the kids need, um, need to do and try to try to be there, you know, always, if not, you know, every, as much as we very much can. Um, and then sometimes it is just needing to actually like take a step back from something. And I've had times, you know, with the city when I've just thought like, okay, it's too much need to take a few days. Um, often it's those, you know, harder moments when you just need, you know, a bit of, bit of downtime and, Otherwise, you're just kind of spinning and not being effective anywhere. Awesome. Very great answer. I don't know if you can or if you will say anything about this, but I did want to ask you, have you thought about or have you started working on or outlining your, your platform for the upcoming election? Anything you want to say there? Or? 
Such a good question. Um, yeah, you know, that I keep saying the, this, uh, you know, election is coming up so much quicker than I realized. And, and for uh, a part of me just wants to kind of float by on the fact that nobody's really even talking about it in the community right now, which is, you know, hopefully a really good sign. Um, but I think that's a bad strategy going in. But um, no, you know, I haven't, I haven't thought a lot about it because we are so um, invested in the work that we're doing right now. And, you know, talking about those kind of that unfinished business and the projects we have underway um we have a lot happening right now that um you know we're uh, much of it of course will not be completed this term but we have some really big initiatives we're working on right now that we believe we can get completed um or at least to you know a, a much more significant step over the next couple of months and so i really have been very focused on that um and you know kind of on a funny side I, i've i've been joking a little bit with people because my um my campaign slogan last time was a shift in focus, um, you know, which really signified a new direction for Port Alberni. Um, you know, it, it isn't leaving behind what the community was. We, you know, we very much value what built this community and, and it'll, the, that industrial sector and the forest industry and everything else will always be a strong part of our community. But it was shifting our, our focus and attention to that diversification and, and, you know, starting to look at bringing in new opportunities to, to complement and then I'm like, well, what am I going to have now for my, you know, campaign slogan, like more of the same, like it really doesn't have the same, the same uh, ring as a shift in focus. So I got to work on something better than more of the same, but, uh, but really, you know, if I, if I do end up uh, running again and, you know, I, I, I am expecting to, but I'm not 100% firm yet, it will be on very much wanting um, to continue the good work that our council is doing and, and continue working toward that vision that we've been so solidified on over the last four years. Awesome. Tremendous. A very political answer, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to ask you a little bit about uh, the entrepreneur in you. And I know that even before you became mayor, I think you had won some uh, categories that are some of the awards that we put on. And I just, I mean, you did the brief LinkedIn dive there, but I'm wondering if you can just Give me a bit of a background on your entrepreneurial background. Is there a familial connection there? Is there something that maybe happened in high school? You're like, I need to do this on my own, that kind of thing, or anything stick out? Yeah, so I, um, I've been a mortgage broker for um, about 13 years. Um, I started when I was 20. Um, so, you know, got into that role very early and um, very quickly built a team of mortgage brokers um, to work with and for me. Um, I also own a restaurant and I previously owned another restaurant in Tofino that we recently sold, um, which is nice to not have a restaurant, you know, two hours away anymore, be able to focus on um, our lovely little restaurant in Port Alberni. Um, and I just, I, I think I, I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, I, you know, I don't know what really happened to make me that way, other than the fact that I, I think I've never really had the personality to work for someone. Um, I'm, you know, I'm pretty strong-minded, and, and most of the roles that I have in my life, um, I'm a decision maker, um, and I'm someone who likes to be able to action my ideas and action them quickly. Getting into being a mortgage broker, um, I actually followed somewhat my, my uncle, who is a mortgage broker in Edmonton. Um, but my mom is also a, a real estate agent in the community um, and that, you know, my sister is a realtor in Victoria and my sister-in-law owns a brokerage in, in Comox. Um, there's a lot of real estate definitely in my family. And it's just, it's something I've always been really interested in. Um, 
the restaurant one is, you know, a little bit of a weird one. I, I, you know, I've worked in the restaurant industry, but my husband and I kind of just on a whim one day decided to start a restaurant because um, we saw an opportunity and enjoyed having that restaurant in Tofino. But that one really like gave us the knowledge and experience we needed to open um, Brie and Barrel in Port Alberni, which is really our, our passion um, for just, you know, creating a fantastic space and bringing life back to a specific area of Port Alberni. So it ties in so well to my, my role as mayor. Awesome. I appreciate that. Um, and then the, is there, have you found, I guess, a relationship or some, some back and forth between your business background and now your political leadership and anything that is, that's carried over and maybe you didn't expect or. Yeah. Well, you know, I really, um, I really started Brie and Barrel, uh, my restaurant, um, out of passion for community and wanting to create something that we didn't have, wanting to revitalize an area of town that, you know, when I was growing up in Port Alberni was the place to be. And, you know, when I opened Brie and Barrel had not a single business on the block. So, you know, I, I think both of my business um, and my uh, role as mayor and, you know, just my passion for the community are all very much um, interconnected and, and serve each other. But, you know, I've learned a lot from working with staff at the city and working with council and, um, you know, working with members of the public as well that really has assisted me in, in my business, whether that be, um, you know, my, my team of mortgage brokers and um, just helping them, um, helping them perform as well as possible, helping them build their businesses. There's so much benefit to seeing how a very high level organization runs and the structures that are followed and the processes that are in place and why. And I think that had I not been in this role um, with the city, I likely would have a very different business because um, I wouldn't have quite the understanding and appreciation um, for how process serves us so well. So, you know, it's a bit interesting as an entrepreneur, you know, we typically hate bureaucracy and I should say that I, I do hate, you know, that, that red tape and everything else. Um, but the other side of that is really seeing from the city's perspective how it actually serves us very well and it keeps us very safe and it keeps us, you know, moving forward in a, a way that um, does recognize the risks and gives us the ability to make quick decisions when we need to, but protects us from the fallout if those decisions, um, you know, make sure that we're informed, et cetera. So, yeah, I think they've served each other. Um, it's been interesting having um, businesses as the mayor. I've had very little, very few circumstances where I've had conflict. And of course, we do have, you know, a, a formal mechanism to recuse ourselves when there is conflict around business. But it's been interesting as the mayor, because, you know, when we run for election, people always say, you know, we want somebody who knows how to run a business running the city. The city needs to be run like a business. Um, and I, I definitely do bring a lot of my business mind um, to this, to the community and, and to the city. And, you know, I, I bring that push back often to, you know, process and, and making sure that, you know, we're, we are not over processing or not over red taping and, and that type of thing. Um, but I, it also, um, you know, serves me in the other way. So it, it, yeah, it's been very interesting. And, and, um, when the, we often hear that, you know, an election from community members, um, and then when we actually elect business people, um, I've been a bit surprised with how much pushback there has been to, well, you know, we can't have people who are own businesses running our community. There's so much conflict and it's like, well, there actually isn't, there's very little, but, um, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, kind of, again, that social media piece and, and there being both sides to it. And we kind of want someone business minded and then we get someone business minded and we're like, oh, that's what that means. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's been a balance for sure. Awesome. Well, yeah, I appreciate I appreciate you fleshing that out a bit. Um, 
we have four questions that we ask each interviewee, and I'm just going to rip through them uh, through you now. So, do you have a favorite book? There's no parameters on what it could uh, what what it could be. Um, I have a few favorite books, uh, but uh, one uh, that I read recently that I found just fascinating uh, was called Divergent Mind. Um, it is a book about different brain types um, and how you know different people work in different ways, and had a lot of really fantastic um, kind of segments around like as employers and business owners, how do we um, not just like, you know, push out the types of people who maybe work in, you know, a little bit more scattered or in circles, but how do we create workspaces that allow them to thrive and, and, you know, enable them really to be our best employees in a lot of cases. So really enjoyed that one. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, best personal advice you've received. Oh, um, very early on, um, in my career as a mortgage broker, someone said to me, um, find out what you're not good at and pay someone to do it. <laughs> um, and I have really uh, lived my life by that. And it has allowed me, you know, to do what I'm good at um, and not be bogged down by, you know, areas that are not, not my expertise. I love that. Uh, app or piece of software you can't live without aside from email and Microsoft Office. We get those answers way too much. Of course. Um, I just a simple reminders app on an iPhone and, you know, Siri connected to my app, Apple watch to constantly be asking Siri to add things to my reminders. <laughs> Perfect. I, I share that with you. The notes app is my yeah. <laughs> uh, everyday use. And the final one, and you may have already answered this earlier, but what is your favorite restaurant on Vancouver Island? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I should say Bree and Barrel. My I was going to say, but, yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm not going to, you know, I, I, that feels like cheating. Um, uh, the farmer's daughter in uh, Sydney, um, other than my own, is by far my favorite restaurant. It is incredible. Thanks for stopping by From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. 